What a great call you made to join us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always in our great studios, because we're visiting with Troy Walters. This guy is special. I mean, he's an unbelievable football coach, but an even better human being. I, one of those one of those kind of guys, you know, type of guy you meet during the course of your life and, and, and makes a big impact on you. He's a leader of men. Uh, he's uh, His faith is very important to him. He's a man of God. And he has done an unbelievable job uh, building a wide receiver core and developing that wide receiver core that is tough to handle, as good as there is in the National Football League. Just got to keep them all healthy together. Man, when they're all out there in the field together, nobody, nobody can mo put more talent out there. But we talked to, to Coach about a lot of things, relationships with his players, the offseason starting a little bit earlier than anticipated, what the process is during the offseason, getting ready for 2024, because this football team is going to compete. Because this football team, when healthy, is elite. Thanks for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're coming to you from our Outstanding studios provided by First Star Logistics, and we have an outstanding guest. Wide receiver coach Troy Walters with the Cincinnati Bengals. In my opinion, bar none, best in the business. He does the best job with his receiver group of anybody in the National Football League. And the fact that there were eight openings, now there's seven with Mayo getting the job with the New England Patriots. This guy... You're not only a candidate to be a coordinator coach, in my estimation, you're a candidate to be a head coach. Somebody's got to give you an interview, in my opinion. Well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm blessed to be here, blessed to work with Zach, great organization, great group of players. And, you know, I'm just really focused on uh, my assignment right now, and that's to be a you know receiver coach and develop these guys and, and make sure each each game and each year they're putting the best, you know, we're putting the best product on the field and, you know, whatever comes my way, you know, I'll be ready, but uh, I'm just happy where I'm at and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, the reason I say that is in my mind, in today's NFL, it's 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 different. I mean, back in the day, we had Forrest Gregg as a head coach when we went to the Super Bowl and Forrest was, he was old school. You know, it was like, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, relationship building, you know, between coach and player kind of thing. There was a line of demarcation. Let's put it that way. In my estimation, two things to be a successful head coach, coordinator, whatever, and you, you have them both in spades, clearly communicating your message and uh, and then building relationships. And that's you in spades. That, that's that's your MO, man. Yeah, to me, it's a it's a relationship, a relationship business. And then and the guys have to know that you care about them, um, not only as football players, but more importantly, as men, um, that you're in their lives, that they can grow off the field spiritually mentally, whatever it may be. And and so that's the first thing I try to do is just build a bond, build a connection with the guys um, off the field. And then, uh, you know, all the coaching and all that football, that, 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 that'll take care of itself. But they know you truly care about them and you've got your, their best interests in mind and they'll, they'll do what you, you ask them to do. You know, it's interesting. Talk about uh, every, every year there's change uh, from a roster standpoint with respect to players. And that's inevitable. I mean, that's going to happen. It's just how big of a change. What 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 are the numbers? What are we talking there? Incredibly, Zach 
for five years now has had his coaching staff stay intact. I think that might be tough to get done in this offseason, though. Uh, Coach Callahan's got some interviews scheduled uh, with teams, I think, as we speak. I, I, I think he's he's, he's meeting uh, right now, uh, interviewing for a, a head coaching opportunity with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so, I mean, there'll be, there'll be a coordinator position available with the Bengals, coordinator position available with others. How, how does that work? I mean, when, when coaches, there may be a, a turnover in coaching staff with the Cincinnati Bengals. How, do, how does it work? How do coaches, I know, you know, you build relationships and friendships and all that sort of thing. What is that process like in this coaching carousel at this time of year? Yeah. Like I said, you, you just have to, you, you have to be ready. Um, and then when, when jobs openings come, come about, um, you know, whether it's on the, your current staff or, or another staff, um, usually, you know, you're going to have someone reach out to you and ask if, uh, ask permission, um, request an interview. Um, and then you've got to make a decision. Is that the best for me right now? You know, the situation I'm in is, is I, I feel like I'm in a, a great situation here in Cincinnati coaching the guys that I coach. And so for me, a, a, a coordinator position, you know, it would, it would, it would have to, not all positions are, are, are great. You know, uh, the grass is not necessarily greener on the other side. And so, yep. you know, I'm, I would have to, you know, weigh all the options, weigh everything that comes about. And because I know I have a great situation here with with players and, and it's really I've got unfinished business here. Um, you know, uh, the goals that I, that I have for this team and my guys, we haven't accomplished it, you know, to win a Super Bowl. You know, um, I still feel like Jamar can can get better um t has room to grow so hopefully we get him back and then the younger guys develop them so you know there's still purpose here there's still a mission here and so you know really my focus is is here with the Bengals. um but anytime there's a, a offensive coordinator opening like i said it, it's it's a it's a it's a blessing to be considered um and then you've just got to realize if it is it a better opportunity or not good point you know definitely excellent point uh when you look at at the receiver position with the Bengals, it's obviously tied into the quarterback. And, and the Bengals at the quarterback position have an elite quarterback in Joe Burrow, and they've got an elite backup quarterback in Jake Browning. I mean, if Jake Browning's not one of the 32 starters, and he believes he is, and I can understand why the way he stepped up and performed, he's number 33. So it's like you have number 33 as a, as your backup. That's that's pretty elite. So. I, I was impressed with how your receivers established a rhythm and timing with Jake Browning so quickly in that, uh, when, you know, when Joe went down. That That's not easy to do. It's not easy, but you look back to training camp and when Joe missed some time in training camp, that was an opportunity for right. Jake to take some meaningful reps and, and, and really build that chemistry with the receiver group. Um, and Jake did a great job. You know, he stepped in and, and, and commanded – excellence just like joe does from from the position and so it's not like when he came in we were uh you know we had to take a step down or step back uh, the standard doesn't change and, and jake did a great job of um holding those guys accountable um talking to them uh, making sure both quarterback and receivers were on the same page and uh you know he did an excellent job the last few games of the of the year and, and showed that he he is a he is a starting caliber type quarterback and can win football games, meaningful football games. And and so we're we're fortunate and blessed to have 
you know, uh, two quarterbacks that can go in there and, and win your football games and, and help you accomplish what you want to accomplish. You mentioned Jamar. I mean, he wasn't able to play in all 17 games the way he wanted to play in all 17 games. He still had 100 catches, only the third guy in, in club history to do that. Over 1,200 yards, seven touchdown catches. No question the dude is elite, um, but you say you feel like there's still meat on the bone. There's still some some growth there. In like How, how so? Just fine-tuning things that, that he's already pretty good at? Yeah, I think number one, as I went back and watched his targets and just, uh, you know, reflected on his season, um, I think he has room to grow as an overall route runner. Um, just understanding techniques and and making sure that, um, you know, he can add different elements to his to his stems and his route running to create even more separation. And, you know, he he, he does a great job. He's got great size, speed, tough hands, physical contested, but if he can add just some nuances of route running, um, then I think he can be take take his game to another level. And, and when, my goal for him is when I interview college uh, receivers that are coming out, I always ask them, you know, who who uh, who do you pattern your game after? Who you know who are the top route runners in the NFL? And and I want his name to be mentioned as one of those guys. Right now, you know, it's a just, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams. Uh, and so, you know, I want I want them to say uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. You know, I want my guys not only to be known as, you know, they're great receivers, but they're great route runners. And, uh, you know, I want to take pride in, in developing that. You mentioned T. Uh, I just I remember over the years, multiple times down in the field and, you know, with earshot of opposing coaches, opposing players and T comes out of the locker room, starts running and catching. They're like, oh, my God. This dude, he is so big and, and can run, you know, good routes. Everybody's impressed with the, the physical stature of T. Higgins. And, I mean, he had the, the catch of the year against the Minnesota Vikings, the catch he made and how he finished that catch. I mean, that's uh, that's that's being made of the right stuff to be a receiver, isn't it? It is. It is. He has all the, all the attributes and tangibles, um, physical traits, to be, uh, you know, one of the elite receivers in this league. And he keeps getting better every year. Um, the biggest thing with T is just to stay healthy. You know, when, when he's on the field and he's healthy, like I said, he's one of the top receivers in the game. And so that's the challenge for him. That's, that's my goal and challenge is just to make sure that he's doing everything he can. And some injuries, you know, you are just freak injuries. You can't, it doesn't matter how much you train and how well a shape you're in. They just, you know, they're going to happen, but you know, um, we got to make sure that we're doing the necessary things as, as a staff. He's doing the necessary things as a player to make sure that, uh, you know, he stays healthy. And, and he, if he plays 17 games, then his numbers are going to be right up there with uh, with the top guys in the league. And so um, but you, you just seen getting him getting better. I know year one, I mean, those 50 50 contested balls, he didn't make any of those. And each year he gets better. Now, you know what he did against Minnesota, that catch. Like I said, he wasn't going to be able to do that year one or year two, but um, he just keeps getting better and better. And you know of what you speak. Uh, you were a great receiver in the NFL. You played with Peyton Manning with the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, you you know what you're 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 looking at there. Uh, there's no question about it in terms of trying to help your players, you know, get get to another level. And and is that something that that you feel like your players definitely respond to? It's like, man, I I know Coach knows what he's talking about. Coach was a hell of a player in this league and and had a, a very very 
you know, outstanding lengthy career. Is that a big deal? Do you think in your relationship with your players? I do. I do. Um, you know, I think there's that, that lends credibility and, and um, you know, they've done, they know I've, I've, I've walked in their shoes and, uh, and I really coach from a player's perspective. I kind of, like I said, I put my, myself in their shoes and, and understand what they're going through and, and what may seem simple on the, on the, on the chalkboard or, uh, uh, you know, is not that easy on the field. And so uh, the more that you can relate to what they're going through and, and what they have to deal with, uh, you know, I think the more respect you have. And, and if, if they don't, then sometimes I'll throw some, some of my old school tape on there just so they can see that, uh, you know, I practice what I preach and, 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 yep. uh, and what I talk about, you know, I actually tried to do not to the level that they're doing it because they're, they're bigger, stronger and faster, but, uh, it helps, it helps. And, and, uh, the guys want to be challenged. The guys want to be great. Um, they want their, you know, and so that's my role is just to try to get the best out of them, um, daily. And then, and then that'll, that'll turn into weekly. And then as you look back and reflect on the year, shoot, hopefully they have a great year. I mean, the, that answer is another reason in my mind why you fit the, the bill of, as being a coordinator, or a head coach in the national football league, you get it on, on the level as a player, assistant coach. I mean, you've, you've, you've done it all and your experience is, uh, is second to none in that regard. Um, let's talk about Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, obviously huge contributor to this franchise for, for a number of years, but salary cap, salary cap. I mean, it's like hard to keep everybody, but Tyler Boyd, somebody that any football team would love to have. And certainly the Cincinnati Bengals would love to retain. Yeah, we would love to have TV back ever since I got here in 2020. Um, he's been the glue to the, to the receiver room. And, um, I've never seen him have a bad day. I've never seen him have a negative attitude. Uh, just, you know, no matter what was happening in the game, you know, losing streak, winning streak, he was always consistent, always, um, had that joyful attitude, upbeat, um, you know, easy to get along. I think that's why the receiver room is so close because he kind of brings all the young guys, the new guys in and hangs out with them. And, and, and uh, he's just, he's just easy to get along with. And so, you know, hopefully we can get him back. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's tough because he's going to, he's a good football player still. He's still a good football player. And, yep. and uh, I know teams see that. And, you know, a lot of times it comes down to money and, and opportunities. And so yep. we'll just have to see, but I have nothing but the utmost respect for, for TB and what he's done and, how he's handled himself and um, you know, hopefully he's back, but if he's not, I just wish him, I'll be rooting for him and wishing him nothing but the best. What about a couple of young bucks, Andre Yosivash, Charlie Jones, do they, are they similar to in style and in stature and, and talents and skill levels and all that sort of thing as any of the big three or are they their own respective uh, individual and how have they progressed for you? Yeah, everyone's kind of on their their own individual um, receiver. Um, right. You know, Andre came in and six round pick. Uh, you know, the thought was he needs some development. He needs some time. It's going to take him a year or two to get adjusted. He played at Princeton. The level of competition is going to be too too big for him. And since day one, man, he's he's had a great attitude. He's come in, worked his tail off. Um, very coachable and and he you know he he uh very pleased with his season and at how he performed in the roles that we asked him to, to 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 perform in you know he did an awesome job on special teams made plays 
on on all the fa- phases of special teams. Yeah. And then as a receiver, when his number was called, uh, he made plays and and came up big in different situations. Um, and so I'm excited about his future. He's got so much room to grow. He's only going to get better. And so we're excited to have him. And then uh, uh, Charlie, you know, it's a little adjustment going from really he's an outside receiver at Purdue um, to Mal Moore playing in the slot where you have to. There's a little more. Um, there's more things to, to adjust to. You've got to read safeties one high, two high, a little more thinking. Um, and so he had a, you know, took a little time for him to adjust to that. He had an injury in training camp with his shoulder that set him back a little bit. Um, and so, uh, you know, he wasn't able to really uh, see the field as much as he probably would have liked. But uh, he works his tail off. Um, you know, he's got great hands. He he added value on the special teams as a punt returner. You know, I don't know if he, I don't think he had any muffs or anything costly, which is which as a returner, that's what you want, especially a yeah. rookie. Just secure the ball, get the ball back to the offense. And then he had a big play against Baltimore, taking one to the house. So he has room to grow. I told him this is going to be a big offseason to add strength, um, to get stronger, to get a little bigger uh, so he can hold up in the slot and, and, and not only in the pass game, but also in the run game. And so uh, he's excited to get back, get back to work. And and I'm excited to work with those two and try to take the next step um, so they can be even more productive this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Charlie's number is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. He uh, he was fourth in the NFL. Or sc- excuse me. He was uh, his 81 yard uh, punt return touchdown, fourth longest in the NFL and averaged almost 11, 10.8 yards per punt return, top 10, which is he finished eighth in the National Football League as well. And, and Yossi Vosh is a sponge, man. And I asked him after the season ended, I said, what, what's the biggest thing you need to work on? He goes, simple, man. He goes, I, I, I didn't secure the football. He said, my process was, you know, I, I'd catch and then look before I tucked. Got to catch, tuck, and look. And, I mean, something simple like that, something so small like that that people don't understand, make big differences, doesn't it? They do. They do. And it's the little things that make make guys great. And he understands that. And that last game where he was able to really start and, and play the majority of the game and kind of get a feel for what it's going to be like in terms of the contested catch opportunities. And, and, and you know, he had two that he'd like to have back against Cleveland. You know, those right. guys made good plays. They were bang, bang plays. Um, but just that experience is going to help him in the long run. And, and I told him that to be an elite receiver in this league, you have to make those type catches. Um, you know, earlier in the season, a lot of his catches, free access, he caught it. There was nobody around him, you know, easy catches. Um, and the ones that make receivers great are those contested where you catch it and there's a guy ripping through your hands, you're getting hit, and you've got to maintain that catch. And and so that's a great learning experience for him, and he'll only get better. So, unfortunately, Coach, I mean, it, it worked out where, you know, um, have a winning record, three seasons in a row, winning record – and that's no that's no small feat right there, um, but now your off season starts sooner, so you've got a lot more time. And uh, how does the process change? I I know it, it's been crazy when you've gone to the Super Bowl or gone to the uh, conference championship game. Man, everything's so compressed. How different is this off season as opposed to what you've experienced in the last couple? Yeah, it's different. Uh, you know, we're used to playing at this time, preparing for a, a wild card uh, round opponent. Uh, so it's different. Uh, you know, I'm at home now, uh, being a father, 
and a, and a husband, which is which is good, but yep. I'd rather be coaching. But uh, you know, now these next couple of weeks, it's, it's time just to get away. And yep. you know, the season's so long, we put so much energy, effort, uh, focus into the season that Zach does a great job. A next couple of weeks, you're off, recharge, be with your family, um, and then let's come back and attack the off season. Um, and it really come down to free agencies, making sure. You know, we're watching the the unrestricted free agents in the NFL and making sure, you know, you're writing your reports up, seeing who could help, uh, who could fit with the needs that, w- that we have. And then you're 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 you turning your focus to the draft and you have the combine and, and understanding what you need from a college perspective and and making sure that you go out and you're doing your due diligence on each of the guys. So um, you bring the right guy in. And that's what we've done a great job of as well is just bringing the right guys um, the guys that fit the culture, what we're trying to do, and making sure we bring those guys in to help help produce. So it really goes into talent, keeping guys that you want to keep, and then talent acquisition and bringing guys in that you feel like can help you get to where we need to get to. So the players talk about, okay, well, now instead of having such a short offseason, we've got a longer period of time. We can change how we train a little bit, maybe, maybe – uh, you know, uh, approach it in, in a different fashion, maybe get after it a little bit and then take a little bit of a break, whatever the case may be, to get off to that faster start. Is that something everybody's talking about to to come out of the gate, you know, uh, with that regular season opener and don't fall to, with an 0-2 mark and dig a hole and have to crawl out of that bad boy? Yeah, there's definitely lessons that we, we've learned from this season um, as a staff, um, as players, um, in terms of, you know, what to do, what to do differently. And so, you know, I think we got to take this season nine and eight winning record, but not the standard we want. We, 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 we want to win Super Bowls. Yep. And I think each of the guys, they understand that, you know, we fell short. And so what can we do individually? What can I do individually to, uh, to make sure that I'm, that I take my game to another level, that I correct the mistakes that I made, that I can um, be a better product and help the team get to where we would need to be. So it's it's really each each guy has to look in within himself and and uh, and understand what he needs to do better, what we can do better collectively. And uh, it may be start your offseason program a little earlier. It may be you know maybe a tweak here and there in their offseason program. But whatever it is, uh, we got to find it. We've got to do it, and uh, so we can get off to a, a better start. And if we do that, then I think everything will take care of itself. You're on some great football teams in Indianapolis with the Colts, no question about it. I mean, I, I truly believe that that this football team has the components, when healthy, you know, to be elite. There's no question about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look throughout the last few years, and when, you know, Joe Burrow's healthy and you have T. Higgins healthy and Jamar Chase, when those three are out on the field offensively, um, we're, we're, we're tough to beat. Yep. Um, and so – We've got to make sure we do everything as a staff and the players to to make sure we're healthy, uh, make sure we we're, we're loaded because um, when we are, we're we're tough to beat. And and at the same time, though, you have to you have to you have to develop those guys behind them behind them because injuries do happen, and that can't be an excuse as to why you don't win a Super Bowl because of injuries. That's part of the game, and the next man's got to be ready to go. And I think. This year we, we we did a good job, you know, when Jamar was down or T was down, or Andre stepped up, or Trent Irwin stepped up and made plays, Jake Browning, 
And so Zach does a great job of just uh, uh, instilling that, hey, everyone's important. Everyone has a role. And when your number's called, the standard doesn't change and and we need guys to step up. And so we got to continue on with that and and just continue to make sure that the top guys, the starters, you know, we stay healthy and and uh, and, uh, you know, have a have a great season. Coach, uh, can't thank you enough for your time. You had another great year coaching your group. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch you guys work and interact. And um, as a former player, I can see the love there, man. You know, coach to player, player to coach. And the two things you got to have, trust and respect. And, man, it's it's so obvious that it's there, the relationship that you have with your players and the players have with you. It's a, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. Yeah, I'm I'm just blessed to be a part of this, and and uh, like I said, my my faith plays a big role, and you know I'm here to 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 make sure that those guys have everything they need um, to be great off on the field, off the field, you know, try to spend time fellowship and eating together, and just building relationships, and that lasts beyond this year's. And you know, I think me and TB will that relationship will go beyond the years. He'll be able to call me, text me about anything, and. And that's what you want. You know, ultimately, you know, you want to win Super Bowls, but at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the guys you're in charge of develop into great men, future husbands, fathers, and and they can live a life, uh, you know, a great life and 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 an impactful life as well. I'm sure that's how it is with you and your Colts teammates and coaches that you had. I'm sure you guys are very tight still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's. You know, benefits of playing a game, a team game, is just the, the the friendships, the relationships that last forever. So that, that that's the that's a special part of uh, being in the NFL. Here, here, no doubt about that. Appreciate you, Coach. Thanks yeah. for car- carving time for us. I know uh, you were uh, you had organizational meetings and everything going on. So appreciate you uh, visiting with us when you had an opportunity. Yep, anytime. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.